This is a program about going deeper. It's about creating a culture of learning. It's about putting apostolic feet to prophetic hope. It is our mission to purposefully equip the world to transform their region with God's love. We want to create an atmosphere of divine influence to the nations by walking in the power of His Holy Spirit with a faith that shapes the future. Welcome to Eagle Mountain Radio. Hey everyone, welcome to Eagle Mountain Radio. I'll be your host today. And we have special guests with us, Paul Keith and Amy Davis from White Dove Ministries. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. We are here to talk about an Imagine conference that we're hosting. Imagine what God can do when there's no agenda but His. Imagine what can happen when we make His presence our priority. And on one hand, we've all done a ton of conferences before when we've got structure, kind of like when God built the ark, He built it meticulously, but He left off a few things. One was a rudder, and that is so that we couldn't figure out how to, in our savvy, control this thing. So we want to come together like that. We believe there's a new season emerging right now where the people of God know their God, they do great exploits, but they have lost all form of control, manipulation. They're walking in high levels of trust, allowing God and His Spirit to take this ark wherever He wants to go. So we're setting aside an entire conference September 10th through 12th. And the details about the conference are in the show notes. You can also register at eaglemountain.global. We want you to join us in person. We want you to join us online. We'll be uh, registering uh, online as well for those of you who want to join us from around the world. So today, we're just going to talk a little bit about what Imagine is all about. Above and beyond all that we can ask or think. I mean, to dream with God is massive. So let's talk about, guys, Enoch. The Bible says that uh, he walked with God and was not, for God took him. I love that in the book of Enoch, it said that Enoch was found at the ends of the earth where the angels tread. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like God saying, Enoch, you spend so much time here anyway. Why don't you just come? Mm -hmm. And what is it about the hunger for God's presence? Knowing God, being known by God, that's marking an emerging generation right now. Speak to that, you guys. Well, you know, obviously um, uh, Enoch is one of our favorites. <laughs> Enoch walked with God. What could be greater than that? Um, I think I'll just kind of address one quick point um, of what the Lord has taught me over the last several years concerning Enoch. You know, there are types and shadows of the Old Testament. And two of the most classic figures are Noah and Enoch. Enoch was the seventh generation from Adam. Noah was his, what, great-grandson. Um, but its implications there, the timeline shows that Noah, uh, Enoch was still there when Noah was, was on the earth. But what does Noah represent? What does Enoch represent? I believe Enoch represents the bridal company. That's what I believe. We haven't yet as a generation seen what's called the bride's revival. The church ages have experienced numerous expressions of outpouring or even revival but there has not yet been one uniquely characterized by the bride's revival, this company of people that go to and fro to get revelation from God's heart. I want to connect that to Revelation chapter 10 because if someone were to ask me, give me one passage of Scripture 
that tells us where we are right now, I would go to Revelation chapter 10, verses 8 through 11, where John, representing, I believe, the bride of Christ, as was Enoch, was told to go and take the opened book from the angel, the angel being the Lord. Take the book that is open in the hand of the angel and eat it because it will be in your mouth as sweet as honey, but once it's in your belly, it'll become bitter. So John said, I went and I took the little book, the little scroll, and I ate it, and it was in my mouth as sweet as honey, but while I had eaten it, my stomach became bitter. And the angel says, you must prophesy, again, concerning many nations, tongues, tribes, and kingdoms. Well, one of the things we know about Enoch was he had prophecies, the prophecies of Enoch. As we look at history, they say most every Jewish family had the Torah and the prophecies of Enoch. That was just common bed, you know, that was on their bed stand at night. And I believe that we, like Enoch, are about to eat the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's what Enoch did. He was a type. He was a forerunner. Um, and he ate the revelation. We're going to eat the revelation of the book, which is the Lord, and you become what you eat. You are what you eat. We don't have a revelation. We are the revelation, the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's what I believe the Imagine Conference. I believe that's what we're ima- I'm imagining that for the future, a body of people that have such a deep revelatory realm operating in them that it's not their knowledge, it's not their information. It is something that abides in their belly, and it comes out of their belly when they prophesy. And uh, I could go into that a little bit more, but probably for the sake of time, I shouldn't. But that's what I—that's my go-to revelation when it comes to Enoch. He's representing an end-time company of people that are not satisfied to get their revelation from commentaries, but they're going to go on the other side of the veil, the unseen realm. They're going to eat the revelation of Jesus Christ and then prophesy it in the last great outpouring on planet Earth. Yes, Lord. And we believe that that's what God's raising up right now all over the planet, that Enoch company. Amy, speak to that. Well, I want to share something real quickly that as he was talking, and I was just reminded, it's something I think about every day. You know, I had an experience almost actually a year ago tomorrow, a very powerful experience. Now I went into another realm as he was talking about. I went into the realm of the spirit of knowledge and going into that place, my opinions, my emotions, my all, none of that was relevant. I was going in and there was a transformation happening in me. And now when I look at scriptures, I maybe had looked at before, they have a whole new light. I understand things that I didn't understand before by his spirit. And I feel like that just so goes with what he's saying, because in this place where we are known by God, we know him, but we're also we're known by him. It says that Moses was known by God face to face. We often think like, oh, he knew God. No, it says Moses was known by God face to face. I see it like a fire knows a land. It knows that land through and through. The, the Lord knows us through and through. And in my experience, and ever since then, I've been really writing it, journaling it, and every single teaching, if you want to call them a teaching or prophecy, is um, I'm overwhelmed by whatever took place in that encounter that I had because I come into this understanding of things I don't have an understanding of in natural knowledge. It was the spirit of knowledge shining a light on things in a different way, and it was a process of me being known by God. There's something so beautiful there, and I wrote down 
you know, I've been doing so much on, you know, Moses and Enoch as well. And I have this little thing that I wrote about uh, Moses that I got from the Lord and from another dream that I had. Um, All that Moses did not complete must be fulfilled by us. More than a Joshua generation, we will manifest the Lord's glory as a corporate bride. We are to come into perfect union. Coming into the place of perfect union is not just like we're known by God and we know him, but we're known by each other in such a beautiful way. We're unified and we're strong and um, we will do even greater things, which blows my mind. Like I can't even think about doing even greater things than Jesus, but as a unified force, we're going to do the greatest things and bring in a marvelous harvest. So I'm excited about that. Yes, Lord. So from a place of intimacy and worship, um, we've come before the Lord in his presence and we've made his presence our priority. Out of that, the Lord invites us to even greater authority. Uh, We get to not only hear his heart and have him share his heart with us, something begins to change as we begin to speak and utter what he's saying. It begins to literally transform the landscape around us. I remember a moment where God said, Bobby, uh, I love that you're before me face to face, but get up and stand next to me and look out from the Holy of Holies. You've made my face uh, your priority, but I want you to stand next to me and look out. And what would you say to a, a, a globe that needs you next to me? What would you say? And as I begin to speak, the planet began to be shaped by what was coming out of my mouth. How important is it to use this union with the Lord to be actively engaged in transforming the world right now? Paul Keith, would you speak to that? Yeah, you know, um, one of my favorite passages, of course, uh, I, I talk about the overcomers. I think that's what we're talking about. This Enoch company are those that overcome, the victorious ones that have overcome the spirit of the age, and they've overcome a lot of personal adversity to, to be victorious. But one of the promises, one of the benefits given to those that overcome is, to him that overcomes will I grant to eat of the hidden manna, and I'll give him a new name which no man knows save him that receives it. And I kind of feel like a lot of us are about to get there. We're about to access this realm uh, of, of hidden manna, things that are, you know, Ephesians 3, things that have been hidden in the heart of God. That's vital. You know, there's three levels of revelation. There's outer court, there's holy place, and there's holy of holy revelations. And only those that have yielded their will will access the holy of holy revelations, the hidden manna, the things that have been reserved, I should say, in the heart of God. Now, you might think that sounds unreasonable. Well, there's some mysteries about to be revealed. Revelation 10 says there are seven thunders that uttered their voices. Well, that's in the Bible, so it must be important. What did they say? John was not even permitted to write the revelation. So my, my question is, what did those seven voices say, and, and what relevance does it have to our generation? Well, that's what this company is about to do. It's going gonna, it's gonna to require and has required a great price to get there, and many people have been willing to pay it. Now we're about to cross over into that dimension to hear things that have not yet been heard, see things that haven't yet been seen, and even things that have not yet even entered in the heart of man the Lord has reserved to be revealed through this company of overcomers. That's where I believe we are, and I believe that's what you were referring to. You can't get this in outer court revelation, not even in holy place. You have to go beyond the veil. Amy, you live a lifestyle of this. It's very practical in your everyday life. It's one of the things that we love about you. 
um, speak to the people who are preparing to be with us. They're preparing to come to this conference online or here in person. How do you prepare your heart to go to new places in experiencing a lifestyle of above and beyond all that you can imagine, walking with, living in, hosting the presence of the Lord? Okay. Um, well, let me just share that I'm noticing in, and it makes me weepy, but in my everyday life, how much in these last several years the Lord has been telling me who I am and who I'm not. And I think that is a big, it's, it's huge right now because there's so many people like, Lord, I've gone through this. I've, I've been here. I've done this. I waited at your heart. I'm doing all these things. I've been waiting for you. Tell me who I am. And I think that, that um, the revelation of our identity, it's it is what's going to be this um, demonstration, the brightness of the expanse of heaven. When we are moving in the very character of God, we're moving in the things that we're destined to move in by his spirit, and we know who we are in him. There's something marvelous happening, and I believe that's what's beginning. I mean, it's, it's taking off now. I'm seeing it everywhere. People are like, you know, I've been doing this a long time but I'm just now recognizing who I am. And I think it's because we're finally, the Lord has burned up the old thing that didn't work. Yeah. We're finally laying all of that toiling down and all of that down, and we're able to step into his presence and say, I'm submitting it all. I give it all over to you. Tell me who I am, and I'll go shine that light for all the earth to see. So that's what I think we can expect, not just in this conference, but in the coming days. Yes, Lord. A greater grace being released. You can feel it too. And this is a lifestyle. We're going to use this conference as a platform just to say, okay, Lord, how do we do this? And how do we do it together? We're going to trust in each other to say, what do we do in the presence of the Lord? We're going to say, if it's uncomfortable for us, then that's revealing that we need to learn to partner with God even more. And we're saying, we don't have to control this thing. So we want you to join us in the show notes. You'll notice how you can register for this conference. Uh, Donna Christine Potter will be with us from Potter House Ministries, Paul Keith and Amy from White Dev Ministries and other special guests. Make sure you join us. If you can't get here in person, and seats are limited, by the way, um, then join us online at eaglemountain.global. This is Bobby from Eagle Mountain Radio. Thanks for joining us.